and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Jessica Fidgen, I'll be your host, and I'm joined today by, with our panel of Chris Loader and Paul Callahan. We're missing Mark this week. I think he might be a bit ashamed to, to show his face after his nap last week came second Feb Rover, um, while Chris had quite a good week of uh, weekend of, of tipping across uh, Doncaster and the Curra. Um, what are we looking at this weekend, lads? Um, Saturday... Uh, we've got Air and we've got Newbury, um, seven races across the weekend. Paul, you also had a bit of luck there as well. Um, tell us about the the big tip that you had. Uh, right Appeal was one that I quite liked on Saturday and was kind of one that capped off a decent afternoon for Jess Harrington and Shane Foley. But I just thought it was interesting before that the Harrington stable ran north in the race as well. And um, Shane Foley was already jacked up on, on right appeal when the before declaration time so I just thought that was almost a, a tip there was obviously potential there as well but um, that was enough to kind of tip my verdict in, in his favour so no that was it I had a couple of I didn't have all that bad of a weekend so it's nice when it comes around Saturdays can be quite difficult like. absolutely yeah and we're looking for more of that this weekend as well, the same. So keep it up, especially with, we're missing Mark. So we'll see now, is is he, is the look with us or is it without us this weekend? Um, but we're going to kick it off anyway with our first race at air. It's the 155 Virgin Bet Doonside Cup States. It's a listed race. Chris, what are you looking at? Yeah, it's actually not a bad little renewal of this race. I do think it revolves around uh, the top of the market. There we've got the likes of Juan Alcano, um, who I thought was really going to go places this season, but uh, he was a bit outclassed when he uh, ran in the Judmont. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the old boy here, Yukon Glenn, who's just been an unbelievable horse for Jim Goldie over the last few years. Was a John Smith Cup winner, and then he won a decent handicap at Haydock last season, and his form has just gone up another level this season as uh, one enlisted company. You know, he's running some really good races. You can go and he's going to have to give away the penalty here. He's got to give a couple of pounds uh, to Juan Alcano, who did get the better of him uh, when they met at Royal Ascot. But I'm not sure about Juan Alcano. Um, bit of a funny horse. And then you're looking at the likes of May Danny, Palvacino. Their horses, they like to, uh, to be handy. Could set up quite nicely for Yukon Glen, who is a course and distance winner. I just think he's got lots in his favour. And I think uh, he's just just slight preference for him in what looks uh, a match race to me. Well, who are you looking at now in the Virgin Bet Dunside Cup Stakes? I think it's... I'm going with the Kevin Ryan train, Juan Alcano. I do like Yukon Glenn, who's had a terrific season. But I don't know if 10 runners would be all to his liking. They generally found, seem to have found the key to holding him up. Um, and I just think a smaller field would obviously play more to that advantage. So Juan Alcano only has two pounds to find with Yukon Glenn on ratings. He did find find like tough and group one company last time out he did win the the wolferton stakes which is a listed event at ascot in mid-june and i think he can bounce back here so next up we have the 230 virgin bed air silver cup handicap it is a class two race with 25 runners paul who are you looking at in this one i'm going to take a chance on the richard hannon train typhoon 10 holly doyle teams up with a former boss here and typhoon 10 Disappointed at Newcastle last time out, but before that was twice a winner at Linkfield. One victory coming on turf and good to firm ground, and the other victory was on the all-weather. Going description at the moment, first day, of course, day one at air is, is, you know, is behind us, and it was a good to firm. So I think if the ground remains 
good, good to firm throughout. I think Typhoon 10, with six places on offer, represents a bit of each way value, currently best priced at 25 to 1. Very juicy indeed. What about you, Chris? Yeah, very, very tricky race to, to work out. Obviously, the draws can have a massive factor, but it's always a real, real hard one to work out. Today, they were coming down the, um, the middle of the track, which is probably the place to be, I think. Um, draw The draw seems change every year for the, for these races at air, so it's really hard to know what, what, what side of the track it's best to be on. But I've just come down on Bergerac. You know, he's a game gutsy performer. Kevin Ryan has done well in the past in, in the Air Gold Cup. It's this kind of horse he's renowned for training, a good progressive uh, three-year-old sprint handicapper showed a really gutsy attitude when he won last time at York and I just thought he might have a little bit more to offer uh, off his current mark um, you know he, he could be could be have a little bit more to come um, yeah tough tough race to to work out but yeah I, I just would give a small each way um, selection on him yeah Bergerac for me yeah, great value if you can get on at 25 to 1 and if they can go the distance. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's hard to say he's going to go all the way, but you'll get plenty of places with plenty of firms on different sport, sports books and, and that. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an each way play there. Absolutely. Perfect. So we'll move on then to the 305, which is a Virgin Bet Firth of Clyde Philly Stakes. It's a Group 3 race. And there is 15 runners. So, Chris, may as well start back with you then again and see who you're looking at this one. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm really excited for one here. Um, this is probably going to be my nap of the weekend. And it is Hala Hala Athmani for Kevin Stott and Kevin Ryan. Um, watched this one's uh, debut at Carlisle uh, last month and it was absolutely smashed in the bet. And I think it opened up about 5-1, to one, went off 11-8 to favourite. And just travelled like a good thing throughout throughout the race, and really put the put the the race to bed with absolute ease. Won by five um, five lengths, beating a fair yardstick in Round Acre. Uh, it's got a lovely pedigree as well. Rated um, is actually a half sister to the the stable star Hello Yum Zane, who who won a Group One. So a lot is expected of this filly. You know, I think um, she showed a lot of professionalism when she won. It's definitely worth. Uh, the step up to the Group 3 contest, I think she's going to go very, very close. And to be honest with you, I, I think um, she should be close to favouritism. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be Hala Hala Athmani. Um, my selection there on the 305 there. Um, Paul, how about you? Who are you looking at in this one? I quite, I did have a second look at the uh, William Haggis train canonised. Paul Mulrennan is on board, but I've sided with the Geraldine's train head, head mistress. Gary Carroll takes them out. Headmistress is a perfect two from two. Won a listed event at the Curra last time out over five furlongs, in which the manner of that success indicated that this step up to six furlongs is, is well worth a shot. And I think it's interesting with, you know, it's very rarely that Geraldines would, would send one to England. And I think Headmistress can take the big near. Absolutely. So we have Paul with Headmistress and Chris very excited with his nap, Hala Hala at Mami. So we'll move on now to the 340. It's a vir the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup handicap. It is a class two race with 25 runners. So, Chris, who are you liking the look of here? Yeah, um, very, very difficult race to work out in, in this one. Um, 
Favourite, I like to take him on. I can see why he's favourite, you know, but still one in, in this race, you know. Surely it's got to be a, a graveyard. It would take a hell of a performance um, if he was to win there. Same for his, his market rival, Comanche Fools, who's drawn in still two. Who would have thought that the the, the top two in the betting uh, would be drawn in some of the worst places on, on the track? You know, it's definitely got to think it's a negative where, where they're positioned. Um, yeah, again, it's not an easy race at all. I just, um, in the end, came on uh, board with the side of uh, just Frank um, for Lezair and Paul Moore running. Lezair has openly said that this is the best horse he's ever trained. Um, was a good winner last time out when making all at uh, at Thursk in, in, in a decent handicap there. I uh, was raised £7 for that victory to a mark of 102. But uh, when the entries were made for this race, he was rated 95 and he gets to, to race off the same mark. So he's... Uh, well in you can say um, was a promising juvenile as well have lots of good form doesn't mind a bit of ease in the ground he's a horse that goes um, from the front he can stay seven furlongs as well he, he's he, he's an uncomplicated sort and just in a race like this where sometimes it can be hard to, to get the gaps you know if you if you're on a hold up performer I thought just Frank there uh, could go very well and three-year-olds as well have haven't got a bad record in this race at all so just Frank for me yeah, a massive uh, mover in the market as well. Was twenty five to one, and now is ten to one. Has moved uh, a couple of places in the Betfair Sportsbook. So definitely one to keep your eye on um, if the market indicates that. What about you, Paul? I've also gone with Just Frank <laughs> um, for pretty much the same reasons. He likes to go forward. The only slight concern in comparison to to one of my previous selections with the with Typhoon Ten in the Silver Cup. Just Frank, I don't think he's won on the ground any quicker than good. He made all to win a, a decent race at Newmarket earlier on in his career, but that was on soft ground. My only slight concern that the victory last time out of Thirsk was on good ground. I'd be slightly concerned if it was if there was Fairman to go in description come Saturday afternoon. And also he likes to go forward, which will be crucial, I think, in the early stages. I just hope after a four and a half or so that Paul Morenin will have the the luxury of kind of having them settled, switched off and not have, have nobody up front pestering them and, and annoying them and forcing them to go that half stride or two too fast. So hopefully he can get to the front, dictate his own fractions and see out the six furlongs. That's you and Chris. You're very quite frank on who you uh, are picking yeah. on this one. So that's Chris and Paul's choice of just Frank. So moving now on to Newbury. Uh, we have the 215 Dubai International Airport World Trophy Stakes, the Group 3 race with eight runners. Paul, who are you looking at here now? I'm going to have to side with Hurricane Ivor, who won the Portland Handicap at Doncaster last week. It's a quick turnout, so I'm going to take note. It's very unusual for connections to turn out one so quick after, you know, especially at that level. So I think he has, I think, assuming that he lines up Everton, you know, he's none the worse from last weekend. And I think he has every chance of following up here. Yeah, absolutely. After tipping it up last week, it would be great to see him being able to, to come here and do the business again. Um, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I can see the case for Hurricane Ivor. Just slightly, yeah, slightly concerned that this could be a step up for him, but you'd like to say you have a great chance. I've gone with uh, with one of the leading principals, Cardem. I think he's so unexposed over five furlongs. Last uh, time we saw him, he took the Scarborough Stakes uh, last week at, at Doncaster, first attempt at five furlongs, and he's only recently won the blinkers as well. Showed unbelievable speed on his penultimate start. 
uh, in the listed race at Newmarket that just set it up for the, the winner that day, Sam again. That was over six furlongs. And like I say, Connections decided to drop him back to five, and it worked a treat last time. Broke well, got to the front, and nothing uh, got near him. Um, yeah, I, I think he, he can get the job done here. Previous course win as well. Yeah, could still be a bit more to come from Cardem over five furlongs, and he just gets a nod from me. That's Paul with Hurricane Ivor and Chris with Kadeem. Now on to the 250 Dubai Duty Free Legacy Cup Stakes. Um, I'm going to do that again, actually. Sorry, I want I wanted to have the yoke up. Sorry, give me two secs. Cut. <laughs> now we're moving on to the 250 Dubai Duty Free Legacy Cup Stakes. It's a group three race with five runners. Chris, who are you looking at here? Yeah, well, now Arzi obviously sets the standard here. Best in the race. Um, but the last two occasions, you have to say he has been disappointing. He really did, like, did look like he was going to win a Group 1 this year, and he was just denied in the coronation stakes when he was outbattled by Pile Driver. But then it was a bit of a funny race um, when we last saw him at Newmarket. Um, the, the winner that day just had everything in his favour from Ron Priestley. He's a, a specialist from the front uh, at these kind of tracks uh, at Newmarket. And I just think there was more in his favour that day. So Ron Priestley as well had to give away £3 to Arzi. So um, obviously that wasn't so good. He subsequently gone and had a gelding operation. So he's had the old bulls uh, removed so he can't breed anymore. Poor thing. Um, but uh, Arzi, yeah, he, he would probably ideally want a bit of easing conditions for him to be seen to best effect. And he does have to give away £6 penalty here to the rest of the field. I've just come down on Fox's tails for Andrew Bolin and Oshin Murphy. Um, has been progressing well this season and he doesn't mind a bit of juice in the ground and there could be some rain around before the race which would make it interesting it's currently good soft i'm going to snoobery tomorrow so i'm expecting it to probably just ride on the easy side of good but if there is any ease in the ground it will help him just like it will help halazi but i like the way he kept on last time when he won the lancaster stakes group three at haydock last month uh, his previous course were no steps up and trip as well, which, which should suit. Plenty of stamina on the damn side of the pedigree. Uh, Fox's tails for me. I just think uh, I think I, I think he'll go well. Solid Stone is another horse to, to admire, but I think he doesn't quite stay this far. I think he's more of a miler, ten furlong kind of horse. So uh, Fox tails for me. Chris, uh, part-time horse racing tips or part-time weatherman one? We've got uh, Paul up next. What are you thinking, Paul? I think it's not a race that we really getting involved in. I think Alesi can't. I know he's beaten favourite his last couple of starts, but he's the class horse in the race. I think he has every chance of bouncing back here. He's nine pounds clear on ratings of the next, which is Fox's Tales. But you know he's a he's an odds on favourite. Just a race I'll be sitting back and, and observing. But I think Alesi will take the beating. So that's Chris then with Fox's Tales and Paul with Al Azy. Now on to the last race that we're going to be looking at here is the four o'clock Dubai duty free male reef stakes. It's a group two race and there is 10 runners. Chris, who are you looking at here? Yeah, uh, well, I think the barb is going to be very popular uh, for Panthers. Uh, I could see a lot of people getting stuck into him that third place. Uh, in the superlative states of Newmarket, it's been well advertised. Native Trail, Native Tra Native Trail, won the Vincent O'Brien Golf Stakes last week, Group One, and then Mascala as well. Um, 
won a, a 108 at this course uh, back in August, beating Bayside Boy, who was a, a surprise winner of the Champagne last week. So there's a lot of uh, good form lines there. However, we've not seen him for a little while, and uh, I'm just going to give a chance on Gabas, who's returning here to the victory of his sprint uh, stakes win at Newbury back in July. I was there that day, and I, you know, I've got to say, he was back like he was a good thing. Uh, he's subsequently gone up in grade and gone up in trip since then. I think he's perfectly fine at the trip, and he and he could be forgiven, I think, on a couple of those runs. He, he, I think he's run perfectly fair. Things didn't quite go his way I think at Goodwood, I don't think he was suited by the nature of the track there. And then Deauville, he didn't necessarily get the clearest of uh, passages that day. And they all finished it uh, in, in a bunch there. And um, I, I, and that was a group one as well in the morning stakes at Deauville. So, yeah, I, I think he, I think he's the one I'd rather side with. Um, and I just think he could have a little bit more to offer. Also give a shout out to Maglev as well for, for William Haggis. Finished second behind um, Harrow, who went on to win the the sales race at Doncaster last week. That that looks a good a good line for him. He had excuses as well that day. Slowly away, um, I I think uh, I think those two are definitely worth taking on the favourite with, but slight preference for Gobas. And what about you, Paul, on this one? I'm with William Haggis trained Maglev, who was second on his last two starts. He missed the break at York last night, but the time before that, he ran very keen just a three-runner race at Chester and ended up finishing second of the trio. And I think if it all comes together, I'm expecting a big run, and I think he can play a major role in the finish. So it's Maglev for me. That's Gobas then for Chris and Maglev for Paul. So, lads, any other business outside of the races that we've discussed? That's seven races over the uh, two different uh, tracks there, and that's all on Saturday the 18th. Who else are we looking at outside of this? Come on now, Paul, after the back of last week, you've got, we've got big expectations here now. This is the problem, though, when you show those kind of those kind of big tips. I actually haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I'm looking forward to go racing at Gorham Park on the flat on Saturday afternoon and the jumps returns to, to Navan. So that would be great. That was good to one of the popular tracks, Navan, I think. One of the fairest tracks as well. Um, so that would be that would be good to look forward to. I haven't had a look through to any of the races yet. I don't have time. He's a busy man. Busy um, man. Stop. Kill working. <laughs> Although I like to say he's the only man working in Ireland. What about you, Chris? Any anything behind that Roy smile? Yeah, there's one or two selections away from the races we've covered. Um, obviously, I I write the verdicts uh, for quite a few well-known places, uh, so obviously I do have time to study the races as it's part of my job. Um, I'll give a shout out to to my curious power in the four twenty-five at Newmarket. It's an amateur riders' race. Uh, Simon Walker, Bert Ryden for Andrew Bolden and the Cutters of King Power. What this horse won very well, you have to say, last time out to Tepson when it landed a bit of a gamble, only raised two pounds for that win. I think that's perfectly uh, uh, fair and arguably um, could could have been raised more. Uh, could have a lot more to offer. Gets a three-year-old allowance here, is well treated. Simon Walker as well is one of one of the best uh, apprentice, not apprentice, one of the best amateur riders around. So I think. That will go very well. And also heading back to Newbury. Um, got selection for you in the 325 handicap. I thought Aaron Make for Tom Marquand and William Haggis could be a good thing. Uh, had more up his sleeve, I think, when he won at York last day. 
was raised uh, seven pounds for that that victory. Um, I just think there could be a lot more to come from this horse. Beat a good field as well. Um, gets in with a three-year-old allowance. Just could be a bit more to come from him. So yeah, there two away from the races we've covered. Uh, I'll, I'll give a shout for. I'm just having a look through Dundalk's car. Welcome back to Dundalk's Winter Series tomorrow evening. And, of course, this will be going out on the morning of Friday morning. So I think could be worth keeping an eye on the, the Eddie Lynham train, Linus Larrabee, or Linus Larrabee, of course, number 11 in the 5.45, was second. Is of course, in distance winner, but was second off a pound lower last time out at Dundalk at the beginning of September. And I think it's interesting. Declan McDonough was on board. On that occasion, Declan McDonough is back in the hot seat here. It's interesting, Eddie Lynham is never afraid to throw up a, a good claimer. He's not claiming off nine stone ten, which I think indicates from stall ten. Wide draw is not, not ideal, but I think, you know, nine stone ten off the mark of 64, it indicates that, that with Declan McDonough on board, that the, the mark of 64 should be well within Linus Larrabee's reach in that 5.45 at Dundalk Friday evening. And that's just about everything. Uh, thanks so much, lads, for um, all your tips. Hopefully, um, a few listeners get lucky this weekend. And if you haven't already subscribed, you can subscribe or, uh, to the podcast on Spotify or on Apple as well. And don't forget that we are also on uh, social channels on Twitter, um, at In The Saddle, uh, on there, the lads as well. Might just have a few cheeky other, uh, other, other tips over the weekend. Hopefully, you'll listen in next week, and we look forward to chatting to you soon.